background. I hope you guys can hear me okay. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, we are uh, here to have an all-black conversation about an all-black topic. Uh, we're going to talk about Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce was in the middle of some interesting controversy involving a blackface, blackfish type situation with her brand Ivy Park. Um, and before we get to Beyonce, though, I want to welcome everybody. Uh, thank you guys for coming in here. And uh, also, don't forget this platform is Black First. Black First means we are B1. B1, hashtag B1 is the calling card to let us know that you put your community first. It means that we know we must be one to be successful. And also it means that black people are number one. So if you agree with this philosophy, then put hashtag B1 in the chat and uh, welcome everybody. And I'm going to see some of your names in here. Uh, okay, I see somebody. <laughs> this guy came in and said white women are beautiful. All right, so <laughs> I, I, not, not that they're not. I mean, I'm sure that they are, but I, I think he might be trying to be funny. But anyway, what's going on, everybody? Durand and um, and the Tesla Ty show. How you doing? What's going on? All right, so um, let me ask you guys a question um, in in the chat, and then I'm going to introduce my guest. How many of you heard the situation with Beyonce? Give me a yes or no if you saw uh, what Beyonce. Uh, what's kind of caught in the middle of and what was going on with her Ivy Park brand, where basically they had these two Russian women who were pretty much acting black, pretty much uh, like literally to the point where they had darkened their skin and had the um, the black hairstyle, the blackish hairstyle, whatever that looks like, um, you know, and um, and they and a lot of people were very upset about it. A lot of people really went off on Beyonce online. Give me a yes or no if you saw that. All right. So uh, and so as we get fo move forward, I'm going to introduce our guests. Uh, the first uh, guest is uh, Miss um, Sharice Lane. Now, Sharice is an activist. Um, she is a, a smart young black woman. She's 21 years old. And um, and I just tell you what, I don't know if uh, you guys agree, but I'm really, really uh, excited and proud when I see young people uh, using their brains in an extraordinary way. So uh, g give a shout out to the sister, Sharice Lane. Also, we have Miss Tina Berry from FlyNubianQueenTV.com. Uh, uh, what's going on, Tina? She's got the big, beautiful picture behind her head. And I love that. What is that a picture of, by the way, Tina? Um, It's a picture of just a Nubian queen oh. with her head wrapped. Oh. My my daughter gave it to me for a birthday present, so I use it as a backdrop. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Your daughter has a lot of taste in class. And also, we have the one and only Constance Carter. Uh, Constance, uh, I, I think I, I speculate Constance is on her way to being a, tr a trillionaire. And she's also um, she's a, 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 a she's an expert on wealth and uh, and 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 blackness and all things interesting. And she also raps really well. Um, and uh, we're not going to talk about that right now, but, but but Constance just happens to be like a real killer rapper. Like she's, she's really good. So uh, what, what, so uh, hello, ladies. Good to see you. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it. And by the way, I use the term guys a lot. I know you're not guys. I, I know you're ladies, but I, I'm going to try not to say it. But sometimes I do that. I talk to my girls in the house. And I say, OK, guys, let's let's go. Right. So just so you know, that's what it means. All right. So uh, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Let's get it cracking. OK, so Beyonce, let me start with um, let me start with uh, Miss Tina Berry. Uh, so Beyonce had this whole crazy thing where uh, on uh, her Ivy Park brand, uh, there were these two uh, white women that were, uh, and I'm gonna find their picture. I'll pull it up while you're while you're responding. And uh, basically, these white women were accused of blackfishing. Now, I didn't know what blackfishing meant. Um, I, you know, <laughs> until I looked it up. I know what blackface is. Um, I know what cultural appropriation is. And basically, I got the impression that uh, that by blackfishing, they were talking about cultural appropriation. 
Uh, they were uh, a lot of people were deeply offended. A lot of people felt like Beyonce should have stopped it, uh, stopped this tr uh, atrocity before it took place. And a lot of people were very upset. Uh, did you see what happened, Miss Barry? Uh, and and uh, what are your thoughts? Yes. Okay. Good evening, beautiful people. Yes, I seen what happened, <laughs> and I, my thoughts <laughs> like you have to look at it in so many ways. They get us to accept everybody. Then they say, do not see color. Don't see color. But the first thing they do is capitalize off of color. And it's always brown and black women. And while brown and black women are struggling, well, black melanated women, while we're struggling, they're making money off pretending to be like us. And then one of them, they put a response in their Instagram. I don't know if y'all read it. It was saying that she don't see anything wrong with admiring or something like that. Someone else's culture. And I'm like, how can you not see what is wrong with it? Because we are still it's, you know, excuse me. Some of us are still struggling. We're still struggling from white supremacy and we're trying to get back. That was stolen from us. We still need reparations and you're making money off of the color of our, of our skin and you're leaving out little melanated girls, black girls who could get those jobs, who are black, who are those girls you're pretending to be. So it's an insult and it's robbery. Mm. It's, it's an insult and robbery. Okay. So, so what do y'all think uh, in the, in the audience? Uh, give me a yes or no, if you agree uh, that this is insulting. So Constance, I want to ask you this. Um, I noticed uh, I watched the reactions of a lot of, black woman. I also thought about another um, another white person who, who uh, became very famous pretending to be black, and that was um, Rachel Dolajal. And, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you the truth. I, I honestly had to take time to um, understand why the women were so offended, like just, just angry. Um, can you talk about, I, I, I don't know what your opinion on it was at all, but can you maybe um, try to help us understand, or in your view, why you think women were so upset Oh, get so upset when they see this. Some people would say it's flattery. Some people say, oh, well, their imitations are a form of flattery. But it seems like a lot of people don't see it that way. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think a lot of times um, other people, they want to they 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 want to they be us, but they don't want to have our struggle. And it's real easy to act like something. I know a lot of people who, you know, they they want to they want to appear, but they don't want to walk in our shoes. And, and that's the real that that becomes the real problem. I don't understand in this particular ad why they couldn't just use black women anyway. Like what was so hard about them hiring black women to be black women? That just mm. boggles my mind. So I think it, it, the thing that bothers us mostly is that, you know, the fact that we get put down so much. You know, they talk about our lips, but then they go and copy us. They talk about our butts. Then they go and copy us. They talk about our bodies. They talk about our skin. And then we're not good enough in a lot of spaces. But then they want to act like us, but they don't want to really they, 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 they love us, but they don't love our struggle. And that's the problem. And so then we always get we're always getting pushed to the side. They always we're always the last in the door. We're always the, the bottom of the totem pole for according to everybody else. Now, we know that we are queens and that we can do anything and all that other stuff. But when it comes to, you know, trying to get a foot in the door, we're always looked at last. But then you mm. want to try to be us that, that that, you know, that poses a real problem. Mm. Okay, so uh, Sharice, um, you know, I I know that you're the, you're the youngest in the group, 
And um, I mean, the, the other two ladies, I, I, I think I think Tina and Constance uh, are you, you two are about what, 27, 28 years old. Right, Tina and Constance yeah. are about 28. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Pushing on 30, pushing on 30. And Sharice uh, is um is a, is a ripe old age of 21. And so, Sharice, um, so you have a different you have a younger perspective on this. Um, but you're very smart, very, very smart uh, for your age and for any age. Uh, what did you think about this when you saw this? And, and what, what's your reaction? Her mic is mute. Oh, there we go. I, I, I am you mute. There you go. <laughs> I will, um, first, I would say it's not surprising that it came from Beyonce's camp, and I'll keep my thoughts about that to myself. But um, I just—it seems like they're kind wait, of wait, 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 hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Wait. I, I had to stop you right there. Don't keep no thoughts to yourself. And I know and I see you on Instagram, and this is, this is a smart lady who is not scared to share her yeah, thoughts. And I'm waiting to hear her. You, know, you let it, let it <laughs> loose. Freedom of speech up in here. Do your, do your thing. Go for it. Yeah. I just. I don't, well, I, I would just say I don't trust a lot of these celebrities and um, basically like they're being used by a lot of the elites. They are elites and they're being used and they, they push out what the elites want them to push out. So that's my thoughts on Beyonce. And that's why I'm not even surprised in this situation. But um, I think that these ladies are basically capitalizing off of what's trending. Black people, our features, um, our culture is kind of trending now. So the fact that we're trending, they're trying to capitalize on that. And then they're saying that there is nothing wrong with it. And then they, I see, I saw one of them um, pull up basically saying, oh, you guys wear white, white people's hair and and weave and stuff. So why can't we do it? First of all, it's not white people say I will not ever be wearing a white person's hair. Let's get that straight. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why they why they're always pulling that up. I don't think that um, black women when we wear the those types of uh, hairstyles we're trying to be white or anything it's just like a protective hairstyle me i wear you know dreads braids all of that but i just think again that they're trying to capitalize off of us because we're what's trending now and we're what's popular finally after all of these years um our features were not as popular back then our hair texture um things of that nature so they're just basically taking advantage of what's trending now and i don't agree with it or like it mm. at all well, you know what? Um, what, what what's interesting is, um, and I and I, I have a, um, I have some photographic evidence here of, of my thought. Um, what's interesting is that when you look up uh, these these ladies and what they really look like, it's very surprising. I mean, you look at this picture, uh, you know that that that's a white woman, and that's not just a regular white woman. That's that she's like pasty white. Like, like she really needs to go to the beach. Like she's not, you know, even, you know, she made one of them made a comment about being ethnic and being darker, you know, dark Russians and all that. I don't see nothing dark about that lady on the left. I see, I see, you know, it makes me, it reminds me of uh, anybody ever watched the Adams family and the little girl who looked like she looked like she was like dying. Like her name was Wendy. Yeah. 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 She looks like Wendy on the Adams family. She looks like, like she really, you know, like needs to, to get some like vitamin D or some uh, iron pills or something because because so and you compare that to what's on the right, like you had something had to be done to create that transformation. That's that you have to spray that on. I well, how do you, how does a person go from that to that? Uh, can anybody answer that question for me? Because I'm really at a loss. Anybody? I know I know, lady. She yeah, is spray tan. They have a lot of different stuff that they use. They even have melanin injections. And I want people to know, lotion. like, where do you get melanin from? We produce mel melanin. We're the 
producers. We can't help that we look this way, you know? So they have melon injections, but I'm pretty sure they're not taking it because you can see their skin, but they have spray on tans. They, you know, they have a lot of stuff just to make themselves look dark, but yet, as Constance said, they don't want to be black. They want to be black when it suits them. Mm. They want to be. Everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. Okay, so, so, uh, so, Constance, what, what about the economic side of this? Uh, now, Sharice made the point that uh, that a lot of black women could have gotten that role, and and you made that. Actually, you started the point. Sharice finished it also. That this is uh, deeper than just um, you know somebody stealing your style. Um, you know, and and I and I actually did a video on this. And uh, so my opinion is out the bag, but I'm gonna try to refrain from really talking much about what I think. I want to hear. I really want to hear what Black women think. Like I, I really feel like uh, this is a time where I need to be quiet and listen. Um, so can you speak on the economic aspect of it? Um, you know, when I see uh, when I see this, I, I I really wish I could ask them if if you get somebody that's playing a Black woman, why can't you get a Black woman? And uh, and also what what makes this any different from Black blackface? When in, in blackface. Uh, and I'll find some images to, to show you guys what it looked like. In, in a lot of blackface shows, they would have a white person pretending to be black. Uh, does anybody in the audience know that? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you know this. Like they would take a white person, paint their face black, give them big red lips, take you know take black features and exaggerate them, and get a black person to be excuse me a white person to behave in a stereotypically black way. So when you see oh this this white lady with her face darkened. Uh, and she's uh, and they were up there and they and they were doing things that some might define to be stereotypically black. You know, the just look, you know, the hood ghetto kind of look. You know what I mean? Like, like just you know, whatever. That that's that seems like blackface to me, uh, Constance. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't understand why they just couldn't get black women to, to 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 take the pictures. What was the issue? Did anybody say why they couldn't hire black women to do it? And I'm also with Tina, like you are taking from black women. Like if you cannot pay black women to, to pose for, for, for this campaign, you are taking from black. So, so that, you know, we, again, we already a lot of times don't have a seat at the table. We already, a lot of times don't get the opportunity. And then when we do get the opportunity, a lot of times it's a certain type of black woman, right? But now you're just taking it away from black women in general. <laughs> First, you, you know, you don't even give a lot of dark skinned sisters an opportunity. You're going to give them to the light skinned sisters. Now you, you ain't even giving the light skinned sisters an opportunity. You're just going to just take the whole thing away and get some folks to pretend <laughs> That they black and then just exactly. pay them money. It don't even make no sense to me. I, I don't. It don't. It don't. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, everybody. Uh, in case you just came in, I am um, speaking with Sharice Lane, uh, Constance Carter, and Tina Berry, and we're talking about the Beyonce uh, blackface incident where uh, they she got these uh, or her team. Uh, we're not gonna put it all on Beyonce. We're not here to be anti Beyonce. So whether you love or hate her, that's up to you. Uh, but her team, who she is responsible for, if she if she is in fact the boss of this company, uh, basically got two white Russian women to uh, basically model clothes in a way that appear to be ethnic. Now, now what, what's interesting is that they didn't actually say on the ad these are two black women. They just had two women there that were reflecting uh, urban culture, right? Right. So, so the argument could be made. What do you think about this? What What if somebody just said, "Look, we we never said they were black." Come on. We just we just said that they are who they are. They're no. just you know they're just they're just flossing and looking good and whatever and, and it ain't got nothing to do with black people. Well, they, they painted their skin black. They put on wigs. They you know they dressed 
like you know, very urban. So we know good and damn well that these these places <laughs> were not trying. They were not trying to put act like these women were black. Exactly. So, you know exactly what it was. But again, it all goes back to the point: is how come you couldn't find those sisters to to, to be in the ad? Mm. Because you know, that's the point of white supremacy. The point of white supremacy is to leave us behind, and it's always in front of our faces. This mm. is nothing new. They have always used us, whether they stereotyped us or they've always used us to capitalize off of. So mm. it's, it's just the white supremacist way. Mm. Okay, so so um, uh, by the way, I, I forgot to mention everybody, please uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, also, uh, don't forget that tomorrow night we have Black Movie Night and uh, we're actually, we, we support black filmmakers on this platform because we need to have our own black movie industry. It needs to be owned by us, run by us. Uh, with people who care about us. And so Mark Harris is coming through. He's going to show his film Stock Option. It's a black love story. And y'all know, I hope y'all agree with me. We need to see more black love on screen with a black man loving a black woman instead of all this nonsense coming out of Hollywood. So the best way to combat that is we must build our own. So uh, the black movie night, uh, you don't have to pay any money. All you got to do is pay attention and just show up and give the support to black filmmakers that are really doing the right things. You cannot give more attention to Disney when they make the Black Panther than you give to black filmmakers in your own community who are making films that reflect the positive aspects of your culture. So uh, we, we meet tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Same time that we do our panels uh, at blackmovienight.net. So go to the URL, sign up, bring your family, tell your friends. Uh, we we got to build our own. OK, so so give me a guess in the chat. If you're going to show up to Black Movie Night, we would love to have you guys there. All right. So uh, let me um, let me go deeper on this. Uh, oh, Constance, you got a point. Please, go I just got a, a quick question or point that, you know, Beyonce just put out Black is King, um, you know, a couple of months ago where it celebrated blackness, celebrated blacks, you know, sisters. And and, and I was on the panel with uh, Madam Press uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple, maybe a month or so ago. And we were talking about that. And, and uh, you know, she was really celebrating a lot of, you know, melanated sisters, dark skin sisters. And, you know, the debate there was, you know, it was more, you know, it was more about celebrating, you know, the brown and the dark skin sisters. And, you know, maybe the, the light skin sisters may have felt a little left out because, you know, there was there may have been an issue of not celebrating all skin tone. You know, that's beside the point. The point is that Beyonce is so pro-black and she has been in a lot of her music and a lot of things that she's represented. So it's it, it's odd to me that she would allow something like this to to come out in her name. So, you know, I don't I don't know what you know, I don't know why, but it just seems really odd to me that, um, you know, Beyonce being, you know, as pro-black as you know she appears to be well i want to i want to ask the audience this question and give me a yes or no in in, in the chat um do, do you all feel that beyonce is truly pro-black pro i mean do you really think that she's pro-black or, or do you think that she's uh kind of doing that in response to maybe public pressure um what do you think uh give me a yes or no if you think beyonce is pro-black uh, you know and i think and the reason i ask this question is because a lot of people have a legitimate reason to question um, you know, how sincere this is, right? Uh, you know, uh, one day I'm, I'm doing this, the next day I'm doing that. Or uh, here's another hard question, I think. I'd love to hear their answer, right? I'd, I'd love to have somebody from their camp come in and really, you know, explain themselves on this. But, um, you know, when it comes time to really be Black, the question is, what does that mean? And, and really being Black, to me, doesn't just mean shouting out your Blackness. It doesn't mean like shouting out saying, hey, what's up, Black people, right? It, that's symbolism. Uh, really being black to me means really diving headfirst into the struggle. It's where you take black problems and you make them your problems. 
And you got to figure out what those problems really are so you can help solve those problems. I don't think a lot of celebrities even know what black problems are. Like, for example, when you talk about the economic problems of black people, can anybody name any celebrities that have really shown that they truly, other than Ice Cube, perhaps, and maybe there's a boy out there, right, uh, that have really embraced the economic struggle of black people and said, it is my job as a celebrity, as a representative of this community, to solve this problem in a substantive way. Uh, can anybody, anybody can answer this question, any panelists? I'm hearing so many crickets because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about this, right? I mean, that that's that's real, right? We, you can't even think of any celebrities in your own community, people that are celebrated as heroes and icons who have really, really just shown like, okay, I'm in this for black people. Like, you know, sure, they'll show up and be like, oh, make sure you vote for Joe Biden. That, that I mean, I mean, don't do disrespect. People vote for who they want to, but you know, I ain't seen Biden solve no problems in the black community. That that's what that's what only the problem he solved was he got Donald Trump out of office, right? Uh, and and that wasn't a problem for me. I didn't I didn't care about that. I, I'm thinking about you know the ability of black people to uh, build industry in our communities. Uh, we have black college graduates coming out like Sharice, who cannot go to black neighborhoods and get a job because there is no industry there. There, there are no jobs there, right? Um, to me, if Jay-Z is, is this amazing icon, extraordinary businessman, world changer, then I would expect that I could go to the Marcy Projects where Jay-Z used to live, and I could go there and make you know million-dollar business deals or at least get a job, right? Uh, how many thousands of jobs has Jay-Z created in the Marcy Projects? Uh, Sharice, uh, give, give me your thoughts on what I just said. <laughs> well, I, there was crickets for me because I just don't I don't see any black celebrities um, who are really like, as you would say, in tune with the black community. Um, they're just puppets for the elites. That's the way I see it. And um, especially during this um, election that just passed, all I saw was them promoting Joe Biden, a candidate instead of black issues. The only person that I really saw promoting black issues and questioning um, you know, what, what could we get as a black community from these politicians was Ice Cube. Everybody else, I didn't see anything from them. When, so, so I had to think about, I had to think in my mind about celebrities. I mean, you know, David Banner, he's a celebrity. I think mm-hmm. he's from black. Mm-hmm. Um, Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of some more. Okay, <laughs> right. And, and, and here's the thing, right? I, lo- I love Banner and I love Mike. Um, and those are great guys. I mean, those guys are real, but, but you know, but the interesting thing about it is, I mean, David Banner and Killer Mike from a mainstream perspective, that's not Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? Yeah. Right. That's, but, but they are, they, they're, to me, they're greater than Beyonce and Jay-Z mm-hmm. because, you know, these guys are intelligent and I love them to death. I think they're amazing human beings and I think they really have the community's interests at heart. But, um, you know, I think it's kind of a shame that we have to work that hard to find <laughs> anybody in our community that is really, really embracing the issues being faced by black people and seeking to solve them in a substantive way. Let, let's flip over. Let's go. Let's go to the world of white people. Um, I can name just one white boy, Elon Musk, who has probably created about 100,000 jobs for white people. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos, have, he's probably created a million jobs, you know, or more. Uh, how many? I don't know how many Amazon employees there are. He creates he Jeff Bezos creates more jobs for black people than probably any black person in the history of this country. Now, some of that involves access to capital, right? We know this. But you can't tell me Jay-Z can't get a bank loan. 
Mm. You gonna tell me Jay Z can't pull together a committee of of wealthy uh, wealthy individuals and create a business that is going to uh, you know transform the community, create thousands of jobs? I mean, he, he raps about it. I'm a business man. Anybody remember that? Right. So if you're a business man, then why aren't you doing business man with the black community? I'm not saying that he's not right. I'm not saying that he's not doing anything. But, you know, if you're sitting, if you're, if you're bragging about being a billionaire, right? Like, I, like, look at me, look at me, look at how much money I have, you, you know, whatever. Then I think the question, the natural question to ask is, okay, who's going to benefit from that besides you and your friends? What do you think? I, I didn't get y'all quiet. I guess <laughs> I was thinking about we was thinking about Master P. Master P, he's a good example of how you um he, he doesn't really want think about people that you know we still trying to teach people to build their wealth. Yeah. Mm. Wait, say it again. Master P tries to teach people to build their wealth. Okay, okay. So Master P's a good one. He he's he's doing his best. I, I've seen him out there. Um you know, and, and I think that the, the, what, what, what I'm getting at on this is, and, and this is what happens when you're talking about things like that may look simple, like, oh, they're, they're just black fishing. This is just black face. They're just trying to take black culture. People have to understand that culture is wealth, that that, 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 that when they steal your culture, they're stealing your wealth because because culture being trendy and cool is is an economic game changer if you play it right. Right. You know, that 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 people wanting to wear your fashion um, that's a multi-trillion dollar power move if you play it right. But the question becomes, are we even in a position to do that? Are we even thinking about that? Or are we just mad because somebody, you know, is wearing the same hairstyle, you know, that a black woman might wear? I think it's deeper than just, you know, I'm mad because she looks like us. I think it's about sort of saying, you know, when you are a celebrity like a Beyonce, why you're famous because black people give you your credibility. You know, we give you your cultural capital. And you you've used that capital to build massive companies or and to do all kinds of great things, but but when it comes time to really make an economic decision, when it comes time to put something back in the pot financially, where's that money going? You know, is it is it you know? And, and what a lot of people do is they'll make a donation, like maybe they'll make a donation to an HBCU or something, right? Um, and, and they'll say, okay, I did my thing. I gave a hundred thousand dollars to a school, which I think is wonderful. But then you'll also hear in the same sentence where. Uh, I think Jay Z gave. Uh, he, I think he wrote a check for five million dollars to invest in Uber, right? And so um, I want black people to get the big checks. I want those black those big checks going toward the black community. Uh, so, so in, in investment, not in donations, in investment. Investment is more uh, powerful than a donation. Um, okay, so so ladies, let me ask you this. So, so what do you think in terms of um, moving forward? If you're Beyonce and you're watching this. Uh, and, 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 and knowing that we don't want this to be seen as kind of a, an attack video or anything like that, how can how, what advice would you give her about how to kind of run this operation? I'll, I'll start with you, Sharice. What, what do you think? I would say she first needs to address it. I don't know if she has addressed it or not, but take responsibility, even if it wasn't necessarily your fault. Um, this is your company and you are kind of the face of it. So that's my first thing. Address it and take responsibility. Um, also, state how you're going to move forward with this. And yeah, that's that's it for me as of right now. Okay, um, Tina. Uh, I think Tina's muted. Okay, I'll go to you, Constance, and then we'll come back to you, Tina. Uh, go ahead, Constance. I said, you know, I, I think that um, I, I'll say that I, from what I've seen, 
Um, I, I believe that Beyonce has done a, a, a lot in the in the black community. So I'm not going to take anything away from her um, contributions to the black community. She hires black people. I don't know the extent of her business dealings, uh, but I can say that you know I, I I have seen where you know they do contribute a lot. Now, one of the things that you just said though, it it, it is very poignant because you know, um, an, an investment is much better than a donation. So, cause when you were saying that, I was thinking, well, you know, I know that they donate a lot and they have nonprofits and things like that. I would definitely, and I don't know again, their business dealings, but I, I would like to see, you know, the Carters, um, build more businesses that employ more of us because that's what the real economic power is. You know, when you, when you look at, you know, uh, donating to HBCUs, and I'm looking in the comments, and I'm seeing, you know, people saying, "Hey, HBCUs were 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 you know started by white people." It don't matter because they're, they're benefiting black people, and you know, you can pour into our babies. My ship, my my daughter goes to an HBCU. My sons are going to follow her and going to HBCU. So they they're for my kids. They're for your kids. Uh, but I I definitely would like to see you know for many celebrities. A lot of people don't have business acumen, but they can certainly um, invest in a lot of, um, you know, black businesses. And there are plenty out there. And I would like to see, you know, some research, you know, a millionaire. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about his business dealings, but he's right out here in Silicon Valley near me. And he's doing a lot of startup business uh, investments, uh, even E40 uh, investing in a lot of black women businesses. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, we, we should be looking at more, just like you said, um, investing in black businesses. And that's what I would like to see a lot of these celebrities start to do is black, start investing more in black businesses. And to your point, you know, taking, you know, having these, these white women, it, it does trickle down to a, a, a bigger narrative in that you're not supporting black people because you are stealing from black people, just like Tina said, when you're not employing black people. And so we got to be conscious um, about, you know, making sure that we're employing black people and we're putting b black dollars back into the black communities. Mm. Okay, so so Tina, um, uh, before I get your comment on this, I, I I'm gonna say this. I, I you know, if, if you're really talking about who your friends are um, financially, I, I don't care if you tell me you're my friend. Uh, you got to show me. You know, that means if if I'm hungry, if you're my friend, if I'm hungry, you're gonna feed me, right? If I'm struggling, you you're gonna come save me. If I need a ride, you're gonna pick me up. If I if I need a job, you'll help me get a job. If you're hiring, right? And that's assuming I'm a good friend to you, right? Uh, you know, some people we, we may not want to help out because they don't support us when we need them. Right. But but if you talk about like your best friend, like somebody who's really been riding for you, a cousin that was there for you since since before first grade, um, you're going to be there for that person in three ways that you would be there for that person financially, uh, because everybody needs money. Every, the biggest struggle of the black community is money. Then that means that if I am um, making an investment, I'm going to invest in you. If I'm hiring somebody and you need a job and you fit the requirements, I'm going to try my best to hire you. Uh, that means if I'm buying a product and you sell that product and it's a quality product, I'm going to buy from you, right? So, so I, I think that that measuring stick for Beyonce or anybody, not just putting her on the spot, but just anybody, is to say, where are you investing your money? Who are you uh, hiring? And who are you buying from? Um, can you give me your thoughts on, on some of that in terms of whether you feel celebrities like we know black people have been a good friend to the black celebrity. We've had their backs like through thick and thin, put money in their pocket, gave them cultural capital. They made a, a trillion dollars off of that. Uh, do you feel that they are reciprocating? And if they want to step their game up, what are some things that you think they should do? I don't feel like they are because a lot of people are not educated. It's like we're just now having these real conversations. 
These mm. conversations haven't been had before. So most of the time when people were getting rich and tr well, trying to get rich, they were trying to live like what? Our oppressors. So they we've never had a plan to rebuild ourselves. And we have so many stereotypes and we have so many white supremacists and we all know that they they come after us. They make sure we're separated. We're too busy arguing and fighting. So nobody has a plan to really build us. So I think that they do owe us to try to come back and try to rebuild the, you know, rebuild the streets. We, we have to do business with each other. We have to start bouncing them dollars between. There's a lot of small black businesses that these rich, famous people can be doing business with. You know, you don't have to always do business with this famous designer because everybody does business with this famous designer. We have to start getting that community mindset to start circulating those dollars because we don't have communities already. Mm. So okay. how are we going to circulate the dollars? We have to get on one mindset. One mindset, we have to all agree that, hey, if they're looking for shoes, you can't always... I know Nike helps, but all these companies are already established. Mm -hmm. And most mm -hmm. of the time, nobody wants to wear labels because it's not famous. But it becomes famous when a famous person wears it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you start doing business with some of these black businesses out here that are struggling. You give chances to each other for a change. We don't mm -hmm. do all this and donate any stuff. I'm from the streets. I'm pretty sure if you really, really struggle, I'm really, really from where where I came up from the projects and I still have family there. Don't, mm. All this stuff, you just see it on TV. It never gets to the real pro the people who really needs it. Even if they set up to donate into businesses. So we have to really dig deep and look in our own problems and not look at our problems the way that white supremacists tell us to look at our problems. We know what's wrong, but even with the platforms that we on, they control how we talk about our problems. And so mm. it never reaches. We never get our stars to get on board because it's always a stigma that you don't want to be black, but it's black for entertainment. And you mm. can make money off of black, but you don't want to be black. So mm. nobody wants to fix black. Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, so everybody, uh, I'm speaking with uh, our all black intellectual chocolate panel tonight. We're, we're talking, you guys heard me yesterday, get my two cents about uh, that Beyonce blackface incident. Um, I had to talk about it because it's deeper than just uh, taking somebody's style. You're really talking about black economics on a high level uh, and, and whether or not we're doing what we need to do or challenging uh, those who have power to, uh, to do what they need to do. And uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, on the panel, we have Sharice Lane, uh, who's a, a young activist, very intelligent black woman, Miss Tina Berry uh, from, uh, what is it called? Sh Straight No Chaser with the Queen. Is that the name of your show? Yes, you got okay. it right. <laughs> from, Fly, from Fly Newbie Queen TV. And also uh, Miss Constance Carter, uh, who's also a Fly Newbie Queen. And she's a genius at all things and a brilliant black woman. And so uh, we're having a really good conversation about this. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let all the panelists kind of lay out their, uh, their final statement for everybody so that we can have something we can walk away with and be smarter, better people. And uh, before I get to uh, you, Sharice, um, I'll let you lay your, your quick statement out first. Um, you know, I, I think that there's um, that this is something where I, I, I'm hoping that after this is over, uh, that Beyonce or whomever the person is understands that there's a way 
that, that, that things have changed, right? I, I think celebrities before, I don't think they ever expected any type of accountability uh, from black people. Uh, now that's changed. Now there is accountability. Now black people are talking. Now black people have platforms. You know, they they're they're the all these little websites that have maybe four, five, six hundred thousand subscribers. You know, like like our little platform. You know, we have a few hundred thousand. And and but if you add me with Tariq Nasheed and a bunch of other people, then you're really get a Vicky Dillard, right? You're getting some voices out here that are going to really cha- challenge you. So so the world has changed, right? There's a cost. There's a price for blackness now. You used to be able to go in the backyard and dig for your gold for free. Now you can't do that no more. Now there's a tax you have to pay, the black tax that says when you come and you get our stuff, you got to make sure that you carry yourself in an appropriate way. So without being too hard on Beyonce, because I think Beyonce is not the person that I'm interested in sitting here bashing at all. She ain't Terry Crews, right? She, you know, she's not, she's not, some, she's not Candace Owens or something, right? Uh, you know, well, actually, I'm sure you might have something to say about that, uh, but <laughs> I, 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 but, but, about, and I'll let you do that. But, um, but I do think that there's room to kind of say, okay, we need you to do better. So how can we all do better and how can we all be more conscious uh, moving forward from, in your view, uh, Ms. Sharice? Um, again, just going back to the economic side, I would say, okay, dealing with the organization Black Lives Matter and what they've made over a billion dollars and our community hasn't seen any of that. So I think the celebrities should definitely um, be conscious of what they're putting their money in and also the audience, you know, who are they catering to? Do they really want to cater to black people or are they just catering to black people to make money? So um, again, going from the economic side, it's definitely important that they try to put money into our community because we definitely need it. And we haven't really seen what we're supposed to. If we have all of these black celebrities you know, in power. We haven't we haven't seen any of that. You haven't seen any of the money at all. We haven't seen anything in the community um like we should have. So, you know, that's my opinion on everything. Okay. All right. So um uh Tina Berry, uh your final thoughts. I just wanna what Sharice was saying. <laughs> we don't in the black community we don't see none none of the help. That's why the black community stays the way the black community stays. And until we actually face the truth and start dealing with our issues. Our main issue is unity. That's the main issue. Until we can learn to trust and start understanding that we have been victims. I know people don't want to be victimized, but you don't have to be a weak victim, but we have been victims of white supremacy and we have to understand what that is. We really have to get to the core of how we ended up here, all of us, and not blaming us. Even those that's already out the ghettos, you cannot blame the people. I know that our people are messed up in a lot of ways, but we have to understand how they got there is how we're going to have to get them out of it. And that is, we have to get unity with one another. We have to start giving each other another chance because we will turn on each other like this, but yet white supremacy messes with us each day. So if we don't see color and we don't see each other's struggle and each other, no matter how much money you have, then we're not going to get anywhere. Mm. Okay. Uh, Constance Carter, uh, your final thoughts. Well, you know, I I mean, I I believe that we definitely have to hold um, people's feet to the fire, but I think we should hold our own feet to the fire. I think that we not be dependent upon celebrities. We have to at, at at a ground grassroots level, really, we have to be responsible. 
We have to take up the, the arms of our community. We have to start working with each other. We have to start educating ourselves. We have to start doing better. You know, there are, you. we have access to everything with the, you, we have more power in the palm of our hands than they had when they put the man on the moon, right? We have access to everything that we need. We have to start utilizing our resources and start doing for ourselves, you know? So so we got to stop. I, I, we, hold them responsible responsible absolutely but now let's start doing some internal work and let's start educating ourselves and let's start being better i don't have a, a, a you know post-secondary education i got a phd a public high school diploma but i've been able to build you know multi-million dollar companies because of i use what was in the palm of my hands i use google university and i think that we just have to get off of you know always looking at everybody else Always looking to celebrities to save us, looking to white people to save us because white people ain't thinking about us. They thinking about their communities. We got to think about our community. Stop worrying about having to see at their table, build our own table. And that's how we have to look at things. So, you know, a little bit more, you know, a personal accountability, a little bit more, you know, being self-sufficient and independent and then teaching each one, teach one. That is what it's all about. And so that's what I, that's how I look at it. You know, at the end of the day. You know, Beyonce's gonna do her thing. She does have her, she does have responsibility, you know, to reach back with who she is and her celebrity, but that's not my measure. My measure is me. Who can I effectuate change? How can I effectuate change? How can I help other people? And that's why I think we need to start looking. All right, all right. Um, uh, do me a favor, everybody. Please hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button, all the good stuff. Uh, we have an intellectual chocolate panel. We're talking about Beyonce and the Blackfish incident, and uh, our panelists have given their final thoughts. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out a final thought. Uh, first of all, I want to share with you guys. Don't forget that Thursday night uh, we are going to watch a black-owned movie uh, by a black filmmaker by the name of Mark Harris. Uh, it's called Stock Option. It's a great movie. It's a black love story. Uh, it's totally free. All you got to do is pay attention. You don't have to pay any money. Uh, just pay attention. We must pay attention to our own uh, because uh, here's the deal. Uh, celebrities aren't going to save us, right? Celebrities are not going to save us. And what the, the funny thing is, here's something I'm going to say that's going to kind of confuse you for a minute, is that everybody really loves black people. Everybody loves black people. You know, um, you, know you, you look at pictures of, of, of people like um, Rachel Dolezal and, um, or, you know, Rachel... Uh, spent her whole life wanting to be black, right? And and you might ask yourself, why would uh, somebody ever want to be black? I mean, most of us have been black, and I'm sure you love being black, but you had to learn how to love being black. You have to be tough to love being black because being black ain't easy. We know this, right? So uh, <clears throat> the reason I say that everybody loves black people is because uh, they 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 need black people. They know this, right? Uh, black people are profitable. Being black is profitable. Uh, you can get scholarships for being black. Uh, there, there've been Indian kids actually who pretended to be black. One guy shaved his hair off and called himself Rico and he got a scholarship off of that. Right. Uh, being black makes you the coolest person in the room. Uh, I've been to, to China and even in China, they admire black people in China. Um, and, uh, the interesting thing about this is that everybody loves black people, but they love black people in the way uh, a person, uh, not in the way a man loves a woman, but they love black people in the way a man might love a car. Right. If I love a car, uh, I, I might say that's a beautiful car. That car gets me to work every day. It drives really fast. It's the sportiest car on the block. But do I really care about that car? Right. Do I really like if something came along and something happened and somebody destroyed the car and they gave me a better car? Would I be sad for the car or would I say, well, I got a better car, so I'm, I'm still good. Right. 
Um, you know, so you can love a lot of things. You can love an inanimate object. Uh, in fact, white people really love their dogs, and some black people do too. You ever see somebody that really loves their dog, right? And 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 the thing is though that the love that America's always had for black people probably doesn't even match the, the love that America has for a dog, right? It's a different kind of love. It's a love that you have for property. It's a love that you have for something that does something for you. It's a love that you have for something you need. Like I love those shoes or I, I, I love, you know, I, I love uh, that restaurant, right? Or I love, uh, I love that yacht, right? So, so the thing about it that you have to really understand is that you are a commodity. You've always been a commodity. Uh, everything that comes out of you is a commodity. Your children are a commodity. Your children are very useful items that allow white supremacy to flourish economically, going all the way back to slavery, when they can literally get a, they can literally go to the bank and say, "I own twenty black people," and use you as collateral to allow them to go buy a house or to start a business or whatever the case may be. So the the so the the use and control of black people and everything that comes of us has been a multi trillion dollar industry for the last several hundred years. And so it's up to us to decide that we want to rise out of that. You cannot expect that other people are ever going to stop doing that. Uh, people don't give up things that they find useful, especially if they're readily available and easy to obtain. So it is up to you. It is up to Pinocchio to decide that he's going to be a real boy. It's up to you to decide that, no, we're no longer your property. No, what we have is no longer yours. Uh, no, it's 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 it, this is ours. We're going to protect this. You You can have some of this if we allow you and if you pay the price, right? So, so I think the term for today to kind of walk away with is that everybody, all celebrities, all entities, all organizations that utilize black people or black images or black culture or, or black inventions or black anything to achieve their economic goal must pay a black tax, right? You, you show up to the Vatican, you got to kiss the ring of the Pope, you got to do what they tell you to do to get their resources. Well, if you come to our community to get something from us, we have to get in the habit of saying, okay, you, you can't have that for free. You can't just take that and go off and make a bunch of money and leave us out in the cold, right? There's nothing wrong, to, in my opinion, with Beyonce or anybody doing well because they also celebrate Black culture and they're being paid for that. The problem is not that they're doing well. The problem is that they're doing well and you're not doing well, right? They're, they're economically whole and you're economically sick. They're balling out of control and you're sitting at home broke. That's not how things are supposed to work. So what I would say to the celebrities, if I was talking to a Beyonce or anybody, uh, I would say this, and I would say this with, with complete love in my heart. I would say this. Go back to the three core principles. We talk about this all the time, about the three ways you build an economy. Three ways you build an economy is uh, you, you base it on where you invest your money, uh, who you hire, and where you buy stuff, right? So if, if Beyonce or whomever came up and said, okay, I saw your video. Um, I really want to do better. What can I do? I would say, okay, so show me, uh, if you want to tell me what your values are, how much you really love black people, where are you investing your money? How much of that money you're investing every year is going to uh, you know, businesses run by black people that are run in black communities that are going to hire black people? And how much of it's going to nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley who don't need your money anyway, right? Um, how, how many, when you're hiring people, uh, you know, you're hiring somebody to be black. Maybe you can hire a black person to be black. How about that? I know that's hard to imagine, but but yeah, if, if they're pretending to be black, maybe they should be a black person, right? Uh, when you talk about, but then also all the other jobs you're hiring for. Uh, you know, you have a lot of black celebrities that are literally surrounded by white people, and that's not appropriate. That's inappropriate behavior. You're not paying the black tax, right? Uh, and then number three, when you're buying, when you're spending money, are you buying black? 
because that that's the only way we're going to be economically strong in the community is if we develop industry and we support that industry by buying black. And that must be something that we can't apologize for. We can't be nice about that. Right. We, you know, it's OK to spend money in other places. But at the end of the day, the bulk of who you are and the bulk of what you have to give and the bulk of what you're giving to the economy must go back to the place and, and the people that you care about. Right. So this idea of, you know, I'm selling I'm, I'm, I'm successful because I got out of the hood that has to die. Uh, you're only successful if you come back to the hood and you're only successful if the hood is a better place because you came back from that place. So I judge a Jay-Z not by how many white people he's standing next to or, how, or whether or not he's a billionaire or how many hit records he made or whether he has a Picasso in his bedroom or he's he, he has some Gucci or wh whatever these stupid designers are. I'm going to judge you by the Marcy Projects. I'm going to go to the Marcy Projects that have, have made you hundreds of millions of dollars because you rap about them all the time and I'm going to go to the Marcy Projects and say, how many hundreds or thousands of jobs can I point to that people have right now because Jay-Z went off and did great things? So that's my two cents on the issue. That's my final statement. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you very much to our panelists, Miss Sharice Lane, Miss uh, Tina Berry, Miss Constance Carter, and everybody, please hit the uh, thumbs up button, share, and subscribe button on your way out. And we are out of here, guys. So take care. God bless you. And we love every one of you. Talk to you soon. Peace.